At age 16, today's guest began a miraculous journey of visions, dreams, and heavenly encounters that transformed his life. From these incredible encounters, a ministry was birthed that equips people to operate in signs, wonders, and miracles. Luke Niebergall of Royal Identity Ministries will share his amazing experiences of the heavenly realm that will stir your passion. You don't want to miss this, so stay tuned. Welcome to Lifeline Today. I am so glad you've tuned into the broadcast because yes. we have a great program lined up for you. I know it's going to bless you. I'm going to remind you that the prayer line is open throughout the program. It gets very busy, so uh, I would just encourage you to call as soon as you can if you have a prayer request. We have on the program today Luke Niebergall from Calgary, Alberta. Welcome. Welcome, Luke. Yeah, Good to have you here. Thanks Good to have me. you back. Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say, we should probably say that we did do a recording with you about three years ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. but new set. We're here in a new location and uh, really glad to be able to interview today because you have an amazing story to tell. Uh, let's start at age 16. You had a heavenly encounter that transformed your life. That alone was, it was rather arbitrary, wasn't it? It just happened to you. Yeah, you know, when I was 16 years old, I got, uh, I got saved and I got saved into a very conservative church where they didn't, you know, they didn't talk about things like the prophetic ministry. They didn't talk about dreams or visions. Um, so I didn't even know that these things were even possible, but you know, I started having these very sovereign encounters with the Lord, where I would experience heaven and, and would dream of heaven, and, and they were they were encounters that really marked and changed my life. Wow! Yeah. Do you feel that some of them you actually um, were taken into heaven? Yeah, you know, I, I I would definitely say so. There were there were different types that I'd experience. You know, there were some times when I'd I'd have a dream of heaven where it would it would feel like I was there. There were other times where I would dream of heaven and it would look like I was watching it like a movie. Hmm. Or there were times when I was in my in my private prayer time with the Lord, and you know it was like whether I was in my body or in my spirit, I didn't know, but I was experiencing heaven. But then yeah. there'd be other times where I'd just be with the Lord and it was like a, a subtle imprint on my mind. So yeah, it, they came right. in different forms. Yeah. But you have put all of these um, experiences, these journeys, encounters, experiences together in your book here called A Timeless Journey. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is not the only book you've written. I've, I've heard you're quite uh, the prolific writer. <laughs> and uh, so, but I... I had read this book before, but when we were going to have you on this program again, I, I thought I w would like to read this book again. And mm. when I was finished, I knew that we needed to talk specifically about this journey of these encounters that you had with God, that which brought you into the place and shaped the way that you minister today. Mm -hmm. Because I believe it's something that God is wanting for His church uh, as 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 far far as ministry is concerned, for it to come out of an intimate encounter with mm -hmm. God. So, uh, Luke, we want to start when you're 16 and you're, you know, the first uh, encounter that you had with God. And if you could just kind of take us along with some of these encounters and the journey that you had. And, uh, and then I'm going to interject a little bit in yep. there and ask you what you learned from that and yep. what was next, okay? Because yep. it's really profound. Yeah. Yeah, so the first encounter that I had was when I was, uh, I was sitting on the shores of heaven and I was, I was watching, watching the ocean and 
you know it's amazing when you experience heaven because it's everything that you would consider simple and subtle on earth is is magnified in heaven <laughs> you know so i remember even just looking up at the skies and you know seeing the sunrise but seeing colors that i'd never seen before on yeah. the earth well wow. you know and it's like every blade of grass has its own personality and you could be mesmerized, mesmerized <laughs> by the smallest detail that's amazing but i remember sitting on this beach um, in, wow. in this encounter and i, I started hearing a, an instrument and it was the sound of a flute mm. and i thought i was alone but I, I looked i looked around and i saw what looked to be a man but i later found out that it was actually the angel gabriel and uh gabriel spoke to me in this vision sharing with me about how he was sent with a message about the coming revival on the earth that we're, we're about to experience and he spoke about how it was going to be a revival of identity where god was actually waking up sons and daughters throughout the earth wow that's amazing and at that time you asked him what his name was he told you his name was gabriel mm -hmm. and then he asked you what your name was just tell us what you told him yeah, yeah. When uh, when Gabriel asked me what my name was, I was it was an interesting moment because I actually didn't know what my name was. Really. And uh, in that moment, he named me, and he said, "Well, your your name is Nameless One." Yeah. And I remember being caught off guard with that, and to be honest, in my flesh, a little offended with that. Um, but you know, that's the that's the premise of this entire book. It's it's a journey. It's a journey about myself growing into my place of identity, of understanding who I was as a, as a son of God. Wow. Right. This is why you call your ministry Royal Identity. Yep, that's right. Uh, you no, know, we're all given an identity on earth, which is yeah. important. Your parents name you. This is mm -hmm. uh, important. But ultimately, eternally, we have another identity mm -hmm. that comes from Christ, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I really, I really believe on the earth right now, I believe we're in a season where God's positioning us to encounter Him in friendship and intimacy. And I believe it's in that place of intimacy with Him where we begin to truly understand our identity. Mm -hmm. And I believe that this is what we're crossing over into as the body of Christ right now, where we're not going to live as though we're orphans, but we understand that we're actually sons and daughters. Yeah. Yes. And we're not going to live as peasants, but we're actually going to live as the royalty that we actually are in God's <laughs> kingdom. I find it interesting all this began at age 16. We're facing a generation Mm -hmm. who really struggles with this issue of identity. Many are fatherless homes or, mm -hmm. or yeah. other situations that just have left young people searching for an identity. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting at age 16 that God began to take you and show you something much higher in mm -hmm. terms of identity eternally. Mm -hmm. Now, as you were talking to this angel Gabriel, a great white eagle appeared mm -hmm. to you and took you on a journey uh, that basically is the remainder of the book except for one angel called yeah. Wisdom. Yeah. Just talk to us about journey. You called the, uh, the eagle journey mm -hmm. and uh, right through the book until about half of the book you really didn't know what his real name was. But mm -hmm. talk to us about some of the things and some of the encounters you had as you rode on the back of this giant, just great white eagle. Yeah, yeah there's so many so many stories and, and visions and encounters from the book but you know there's a few that really stick out to me and one of the main ones was uh this eagle journey flew me to to a mountain in heaven and on this mountain i had an encounter with with brother lawrence wow wow uh, so the, the, the famous Christi Christian monk, um, yeah. and you know, his, uh, what he shared with me absolutely changed my life. And uh, it, you know, it was such a simple phrase that he kept repeating over and over again when I, when I met with him. And he just kept saying, just Jesus, just Jesus, over and over and over again in this encounter. And he, he was speaking to me about 
longevity. And uh, you know, it really marked me when he talked about this because I, I, again, like I said, I believe that God's positioning us in the place of friendship and intimacy with the Lord, and and I believe that it's in that place that actually positions us for for longevity with Him. Mm-hmm. You know, and it this encounter really marked me because it gave me an understanding that we. It's not God's heart that will come and go in a flash. It's God's heart that will actually last. You know, and it's not God's heart that will only have revival for three years, but will have it for 30 years. And that we'll experience it for generations. And it was it was this moment where where he said, you know, just Jesus, where it marked me. It's like, if I want longevity, I, I need to know Jesus very closely. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. And so, of course, that was his experience in his ministry Mm -hmm. on earth, and he was imparting that to you. So it was something like he almost branded you with. It was like, you know, longevity comes from intimacy, consistent intimacy with God, right? What a wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about your journey? There There was one moment. And you know, to be honest with you, I really wrestled putting this in the book. And even when I did a second edition for the book, I really wrestled putting it in. But there's a story where, um, you know, I'm with a a group of people who are just contending for a move of God on the earth. And we're we're waiting for a guest speaker to come up to the stage. And we were were surprised to see that it was a little girl. Uh And she began sharing her story. Of, uh, of when she was on the earth before she ascended into heaven and passed on. And, and uh, as we're listening to her, we quickly realized that, that she was actually a, a young martyr wow. who actually gave her life to the Lord at a very young age, and she, she was martyred for her faith. And I really wrestled putting that in because it's, it's, so, it's so intense and heartbreaking, but at the same time, it's such a powerful testimony of what it looks like for what it looks like for us to lay our lives down for the kingdom of God and, and such an amazing example from, from a young girl even to, to receive that revelation. Well, how old would that girl have been in your estimation? Oh, it's hard for me to remember. I think she's probably about seven or eight years old. Really? And this yeah. is actually reality yeah. uh, in the earth today. It's, very, yeah. it's becoming way more common. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Christians are the highest persecuted religious group or any group of any yeah. group in the world today, according to Amnesty International. And there are places in Southeast Asia, Indonesia in particular, Mm -hmm. where the life expectancy of a believer is two weeks. Wow. And uh, that they're martyred in certain regions. And it shows you the uh, times that we are in. They're great times, but Mm -hmm. also this uh, interesting, very interesting uh, insight that you had on this this little one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Now you traveled with this eagle that you called journey yeah. for quite a while there's a lot of um, uh, encounters that are written in your book but Luke just tell us about the day that you learned the real identity of the eagle named journey what his name was and how that affected you mm-hmm. yeah so throughout the book um, well I knew well I knew the eagle as journey it was really interesting because I felt such a, a oneness with the bird that I didn't understand at all really? it almost felt like we were we were one and the same in a lot of ways and I was very confused by that but I remember at one part in the book there was a there was a moment where I was in a, a, what would look like to be like a private garden and I hadn't seen journey for quite a while until this point in the book because he, he he went his own way even though I could still feel him and as I was waiting in this garden he walked into this garden and he didn't look like an eagle anymore he looked like a horse yeah i was very confused and i I asked him and i said why do you look like a horse and he said well i take whatever shape you need me to in the season that you're in 
and he said he said you used to know me as journey but now you know me as freedom because i'm bringing you into a season of freedom and i was so so confused by this and all of a sudden he took another shape and you know i it was the shape of a man but i i couldn't describe his image to you if I tried you know it was it was just so magnificent and I I was so confused and I, I said who are you and he, he said he spoke to me and he said I I'm, I'm Holy Spirit <laughs> and I remember it just everything clicked for me in that moment where it was like it was like wow the oneness that I felt throughout that entire journey made sense in that moment because we were one and the same wow. you know he was Holy Spirit who abides yeah. inside of us it, it, through everything you know when, biblically when, uh, that would be correct because yeah. even in Jesus baptism it says the Holy Spirit came upon him in the form of, of a, a dove. dove yeah and so there you go there's yeah. an example now that's because now we use the dove as a very common example of the Holy Spirit but yeah. what's interesting is that it, it says he came in that form meaning he can come in another form yeah, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. and so there's biblical yeah. support for that kind of thing you know what amazes me when you're sharing this is the vivid detail that you remember yeah mm. I know my dreams I don't remember them like that. <laughs> they look more like you know something different you know mm -hmm. the mumbo jumbo but mm -hmm. but there have been a few dreams that I remember clearly yeah. and they were prophetic dreams and that's what I see I'm hearing from you mm. you the have very clear memory of all of these experiences yeah. yeah I do you know when when you experience having it it marks you yeah it marks you it and does. it changes you and it's, right. it's when you when you see things that you can barely describe with words it's hard for that to leave and don't you find that you can instantly go back there anytime mm -hmm. yeah. you can go right back there anytime and just be there yeah. and experience that i've had those experiences too mm -hmm. but when i read this uh, and i've read your book before but when i read this particular little uh, uh, encounter with holy spirit where he came in the form of a majestic stallion yeah and uh, then you said, well, who are you really? And he said, I am Holy Spirit. My heart just melted mm. because I thought, Holy Spirit, you are so close to us all the time. Mm. You so want to be there with us. You're the one that comforts. You're the ones mm. that comes along beside. And I just thought, wow, and what an encounter for you to have Holy Spirit guide you through these eight years. Yeah. yeah. Just talk to us a little bit about how these times with God have shaped the ministry that you do now. I know that you, your ministry is itinerant. You, yeah. uh, you teach people in the areas of leadership, but you also uh, teach people how to operate in signs, wonders, and miracles, yeah. and in the prophetic ministry. How has your time with Holy Spirit, and still probably is, how has that shaped what you do today? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm an avid I'm an avid believer that the foundation of absolutely everything that we do needs to be based out of friendship and intimacy with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So the encounters that I had with the Lord in, in these books really laid a foundation for for what me and my wife Sophie do in our lives now yeah you know and I have a you know there's a specific story in the book actually where uh, I'm in a tent with Jesus and Jesus <laughs> looks very militant in the tent and I didn't even know how to be around him because I was just so intimidated yeah. but he spoke to me he said and I want to I want to speak to you about the coming revival and what that's going to look like but he said I can't I can't tell you like this he's like you're acting far too militant militant for my liking and uh 
he said, I, I want you to sit down. And what he started to do was he started dealing playing cards to me. <laughs> and he said, I want to tell you like this because I share my secrets with my friends. Wow. Wow. And it was, you know, I often think back to that because in the season that I'm in right now, God's given me the privilege of getting to prophesy the word of the Lord into the ears of very influential government leaders, wow. CEOs, celebrities, apostolic leaders. And it, this, this encounter really imprinted my heart because you know, you can't receive the secrets from God just just through gifting. You need to get it through friendship with Him because He only shares the secrets with His friends. Mm -hmm. You know, true. so these encounters that I've had in this book really have laid a foundation for absolutely everything that me and my wife Sophie do today. Probably one of the greatest encounters that you had in this book is when you finally were taking, taken uh, into the Father's house and you met the Father mm -hmm. and He gave you your name. Mm -hmm. And now I know that there were a couple of times during the journey where you could have gone in, but you said to Holy Spirit, I don't feel ready yet. I don't feel ready. Mm -hmm. Luke, just before we go into your experience with the Father, why is it that we shy away from really being, becoming close to the Father? Mm -hmm. What is it that keeps us from uh, wanting to go right into His presence? Yeah. You know, sometimes when I, th I think that when we think of God the Father, we associate him with some of our hurts and pains that we've experienced maybe from our own parents or from different authority figures. Mm -hmm. So when we think of approaching God the Father, we don't necessarily, we, we see him through the lens of our hurt sometimes. You know, maybe we were once rejected or abandoned and we assume that, that the Father will do that to us. Yeah. But the truth is, is that the Father is so happy with us, he's so pleased with us, he loves us, he's proud of us. He believes in us, yeah. and his arms are actually open for us to walk straight up to him. Yeah. You know, so I think the reason why we shy away sometimes is because we're actually afraid of reject, being rejected by him, wow. which of course is not true. Right? Yeah. Wow. So the third time, you said, I'm ready. Yeah. Let's go to the Father. And then you asked the Father, what is my name? And he actually sang over you. Mm -hmm. I want to read just a little bit of what he sang over you mm -hmm. as he was telling you who you were and re revealing your royal identity to mm -hmm. you. He said this, my child, your name is accepted. I name you significant. I name you special. Your name is precious and priceless. I name you important and irreplaceable. Your name is beautiful. Your name is brilliant. And I can see this is touching you even mm. if I, as I'm reading it. This is what God said to you. You will be known as my beloved child. You are not alone. You are wanted. You belong. You mm. are loved. You're the apple of my eye and the greatest desire of my heart. Your name is wielder of light and healer of nations. Mm -hmm. I name you creator of history and ambassador of heaven. Mm -hmm. You are my child and so you shall be forevermore. Mm -hmm. Just talk to us about that encounter because I'm telling you, well, first of all, I want to say in my one encounter that I had in heaven, mm -hmm. I was in a room with unwanted babies. They were all in their cradles and they were there was such a peace in that room but what i found was that the atmosphere spoke and it was of course god yeah. speaking in the atmosphere but what it was saying to these babies was you are precious you are wanted you are loved you are safe here so some of what god was saying to you mm. i heard him 
say to these unwanted babies, aborted babies, whatever they were in heaven, it's like God wants even them to know their identity. Yeah. Talk to us about how you felt. What was your reaction to this? I mean, this is not just one name. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, uh, I think for all of us, we all have... Uh, you know stories where we've felt low on ourselves a lot of a lot of us battle self-hatred and security for myself i grew up unfortunately experiencing a lot of abuse at the hand of stepfathers wow. you know so my my perception of what a father was was very very skewed even in my my natural father is a yeah. great father but my stepfathers yeah. weren't you know so you 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 carry that right. and you carry false labels and you carry a heart of orphanship when you when you don't know how to receive a father's love yeah. You know, so when the father sang this over me, it was almost like he took a big eraser and just erased all these lies from Isn't my heart and erased so self-hatred from my heart, wow. erased depression from my heart, wow. because he was actually marking me as a son. You know, and it's when the father speaks words over us, it's more than just speaking words. It's actually, it's almost rebranding our DNA completely and just giving us not only a new name, but a new identity. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That and is that is amazing. That is amazing. You know what I believe? I believe you're a prophetic forerunner for a generation mm -hmm. that yeah, really, if you talk about a generation struggling with all of those issues that you just mentioned, mm -hmm. that you are a prophetic forerunner with a message for this generation mm -hmm. to find their identity. Of course, that's why you're called Royal Identity <laughs> Ministries. Like, this is being amazing. It's very powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what would you tell viewers? What was the most central focus or central impact in your life from these visitations? You know, and I, I feel like I've already said this before, and you know, even when we do Q and A's in our in our ministry, I, I always have a joke that my answer is always the same, <laughs> which is it, friendship and intimacy. You know, there's a lot of people who chase calling primarily, or they chase ministry, or they chase young, their yeah. desires, but. Man, if I, I believe that God wants us to become absolutely infatuated with the person Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. yeah. He wants us to be infatuated with Him and above all else, all else, know Him as a friend and to desire that in our hearts. And when we desire yeah. to know Him as a friend, everything else comes. Yeah. Wow. You know, so these encounters really marked me to, to know God as a friend and to make that the primary priority of my life. So for everyone mm -hmm. listening, it's like if you're going to do anything with your life, dedicate, mm -hmm. dedicate it to knowing God as a friend. Awesome. You know what comes to mind is Daniel 11.32 where it talks about they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. That's a generation that will be on the earth, isn't yeah. it? We're going to come back right after these uh, messages, but uh, you can find out a little more about Luke's ministry as well right <laughs> after this. Canada needs a fresh move of God, and you can help by partnering financially with Lifeline Today with Dick and Joan and the breakthrough anointing that's on this ministry. All monthly donors join our unique group of faithful partners, and in appreciation, Dick and Joan will send you a special DVD. In it, Dick and Joan share their hearts and vision for Canada and take time to pray powerfully over you. In addition, we will send you this year's special partner fridge magnet, a reminder that you stand together with Dick and Joan for Canada. Partner at $50 a month and also receive this leather-bound journal entitled Sacred Time, Sacred Place. This journal will bring greater intimacy to your daily time with the Lord. Faith-filled partners giving $100 a month will also receive this elegant journal Bible personally signed with a note of encouragement from Joan. Your tax-deductible donation will empower this ministry to release the prophetic voice of God across our nation. Call today and say yes to becoming a partner with Dick and Joan. Phone 403-942-0123 or email info at dickandjoan.com today. 
So many today are confused about their identity. Perhaps you are. Perhaps you've never known your earthly father or your mother. Perhaps you've heard false teaching through the media, through the schools. You know, in 1 Peter 2, verse 10, it says, Once you had no identity as a people, but now you are God's people. You are a royal priesthood, the Bible says. You're the son, you're the daughter of the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. Get a hold of God's word. See who you are in Christ. He is your identity. He has created you in his image for a great purpose. You are valuable to him and you are valuable to us. So we want to pray with you today. Whatever your need, give us a call at 403-942-0123. Right, phones are open, and there's always wonderful people that will yeah. there to minister to you. Jill does such an amazing job following up on everybody with her team. Mm -hmm. uh, talking to Luke Niebergall, and you know, Luke, there's a lot of people that we talk to. Many of them are uh, very isolated mm -hmm. they, it, by nature of circumstances, health, or something else. And what would you say to them? How would you pray for them today? Are they able to experience things like you've experienced? Do you believe that? I believe that it's God's heart that, that we'll all encounter him. And, I, you know, I believe that God will encounter all of us in different ways because his language is different towards each of us. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that God the Father wants to encounter everyone. Yeah. So for everyone watching right now, I believe, that, I believe that the Father wants to reach down. Even as you're watching this program right now, God the Father wants to reach down and touch your heart. He wants to encounter you. Right. Don't you yeah. feel that even in the day that we live in, I do, I feel that the veil between heaven and earth is getting very thin, you know, and that it's easier and easier if you have a heart to access, you know, the throne room of God or the heart of God and be mm. close to him, that it's easy. Yeah. Um, I had one question because I felt as you were sharing that there was somebody watching that mm. was saying in their heart, you know what? I. I just, there's no way I could ever approach the Father. I've been so hurt, I just can't trust Him to be good mm -hmm. to me. What would you say, Luke, to Him? If you're looking into that camera there, mm -hmm. your camera, what would you say? Just speak to that person, because I know they're there. There may be many, but mm -hmm. I, I felt one. Yeah. Well, for you watching, and again, I do feel like this is probably broader to a lot of people, but for, to that specific one, you know, I, I feel like the Father is saying that He wants you to pull down the wall that you may be built around your heart, uh, the walls of fear that have prevented you from stepping forward. Because the Father really loves you. And this is for everyone watching. The Father loves you. He's proud of you. He's delighted in you. He believes in yeah. you. And, you know, right now, I just, I just release the Father heart of God over you. Yeah. Over you, those of you who are watching, I release the Father heart of God and I just break off any wounds of rejection, abandonment, you, or hurt in Jesus' name right now. And God, I just break off trauma. And God, right now, I just release a revelation of the love of the Father over every single person yeah, watching right now right. in Jesus' name. You know, wow. you just said something that I think is key for every one of you that are watching this program. He said, we have to break down the barrier. Yeah. And the barrier often is something that we've created ourselves. Rejection, yeah. hurt, pain, uh, disappointment. You know, one of the biggest is disappointment in yeah. yourself. Yeah. I could have done better. Listen, the Father in heaven doesn't think that way. The blood of Jesus cleansed you, mm. washed you. You are as white as snow before him. Yeah. That's what scripture says. And you can approach the Father and ask him to be 
intimate with you. And so that prayer, we release it over you today. <laughs> thank you for being a part of the program. Make sure you call the prayer line and they'll pray with you. Thank you, thank Luke, you, Luke. Yeah, for thank being you for here today. Yeah. And uh, I know program. it's been a blessing to you. Start that journey of yeah. intimacy with the Lord, will you? We'll see you again next time. This program is supported by viewers like you, and we thank you for partnering with us. We want to hear from you. Send us your prayer requests, praise reports, and comments about the program. To watch past episodes, learn about the ministry, or contact us, visit our website at dickandjoan.com. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. To find out how you can have Dick and Joan at your church, event, or conference, call Lifeline today at 587-425-5730 or email info at dickandjoan.com.